Thank you for downloading the Racers Recap. If you want to join in on the conversation live, we record these Sundays, 7 p.m. Eastern at racersrecap.com. If you're listening afterwards, feel free to chime in on the YouTube video itself or on social using the hashtag racersrecap. And we'll find you. Enjoy the show. Hey there. What do you say there, world? Welcome to a special edition of the Racers Recap Father's Day edition where Charlie is going to host the show without me. He's going to do it. With the rest of the crew, he's going to take my place. Here he is. He'll do a much better job. (laughs) (laughs) He'll definitely get more views. Baby videos are awesome. They get a lot more views. This is my son, Charlie. Um, My first Father's Day was awesome. He's been an excellent kid. He started to crawl today for the first time. That was his gift to me on Father's Day, crawling. Such a big boy. So excited. Next week, he'll be six months. Cool. Uh, <sighs> All right, so special edition I, of the Amazing Race Races Recap. We're doing season 31. What's it like, episode 9 at this point? Uh, we're mm-hmm. doing a little recap, but Jody is with us. What's up, Jody? Uh, nothing. Hi. How's everyone doing? What were you, season 14? You were at season 14, Sweet. and then how long have you been working behind the scenes with the crew? 10 years. Ten oh, wow. years! Wow, crazy. So you did not realize right? that long. Yeah, because I did. I did race in two thousand and nine, and then when I was done, I started casting. Wow, it's been a minute. So you were there back when we had a full budget and we were winning Emmys. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. Right? Like in the beginning. I mean, I've been watching, and I didn't really realize the, the, all the stuff with the flight changes. You know, back when we did it, you got to you got to book your own flight. You got to book a backup flight. Like we were spending. Whoa, backup yeah. flights. You got to do backup flights. Yeah, and so you would get your regular flight. You get your backup flight, and then they would just go back and try to get it all reimbursed after the fact. But I'm sure that became just dramatic. I'm about to say, like, that's a lot of tickets. Can we and a lot of money. Forty flights, please, yeah. for insane, <laughs> right? So we need to reimburse they changed their mind, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's only like $500,000 for these flights. Can you please reverse that? Yeah, great. And that's the thing people don't realize. Like, these aren't like pre-planned. Like, I bought them nine months out. These are like, I'm showing up and I'm like, I need the fastest flight now. Yeah. Right. So it's also the most expensive flight. Right. right? The one or two yeah. times we got to see a price for a ticket, uh, it was $40,000 for the four uh, four of us. That's one team. Forty thousand dollars on the flights. Oh. <laughs> one time Whoa. we got to see a price. I was like, "Are you kidding me? Holy cow!" So much yeah. money goes into it. So yeah, we- I remember flights and just going, "Uh, is that okay?" And they're like, "Do you see me flinch?" And they just hand over the credit card. Yeah. All right. Wow. Racking up those freaking flying miles. <laughs> All right. <There> <laughs> So we're going to do some recapping of uh, this latest episode of The Amazing Race. We got a cool uh, perspective with Jody joining us. Of course, we got Jen, the amazing uh, from Team Extreme Season 30, and the wily one who is probably going to be back on All-Stars. I'm calling it James Earl, the All-Star. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see about that. There's been a lot more better people than me since then. Listen, listen. You know, uh, you sabotaged Cole. I don't know what you did. You paid him off. He said no. So they need a Southerner. (laughs) No. 
We appreciate it. All right, it's going to be fun. Let's get to it. We're going to split Croatia, and this episode starts the same way every episode of The Amazing Race should start. Teams booking their own flights. This was a lot of drama that I had not seen in quite some time, and I forgot how much I enjoyed it. Yeah, yep. it was awesome. And I, and, and I think, you know, they have to save money on the race because, as you could see, like back when Jody was racing, they were booking backup flights for every team, team booking flights and backup flights. That's a lot of money that goes into a budget. So if they even do it, you know, two, three flights a season, I think that would be enough for the hardcore fans to be satisfied while still maintaining a budget. This is a good way to do it, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I think it's tough when everybody's always on the same flight because any leg, you could have one little slip up and you're out. Right. So if everybody's like, it, it's almost like every single leg is the race, the entire it's a, race. It's a new race, yeah. every single leg. And here's the thing that I don't know if the viewers at home can appreciate: when you buy a ticket now, like the current racing, you're so yeah. you're stuck. You are stuck until that flight has either left or got completely canceled. So, like going to Nicole and Victor, them right. buying standby tickets, you're locked into that flight until the plane leaves. Okay. So, like if you can't get onto that flight, you have to wait until it leaves to get your next tickets. So, I don't want people at home to realize how much of a risk that they took there. Yeah. Like it was insane. It paid off, but it was a big, big, big risk. Yeah. I don't think I would have been that bold. We had, there was in Thailand, we had. Well, I mean, nothing lined up like quite that ideal, but there was like some jostling you could do to do a standby flight and it's on a different airline. So if you book that ticket, like it's just, there's no just like sauntering up and like waiting for the flight that everybody else is on at that point. It's like hoping that you'll get on the flight. So that was bold. Yeah, I mean, but uh, that's what you got to do. See, th that's the thing. They made a bold move there, but when they had the opportunity to make a bold move that they had were justified in making, Nicole says to Victor, if uh, if the lady opens up, we're going to go over there. But she said it. She didn't act on it because when that lady opened up, they let Team Fun go in there and nobody did anything. What do you think about the boldness after the fact when they should have been bold? Should they have let Team Fun do that? I mean, it looks pretty clear, like, Team Fun was in line in the other line. I didn't really quite follow what was happening there. <laughs> oh, so you're Team Fun. You think Team Fun was justified? I mean, yeah, I do. I mean, it was it was two lines. I, I see it. Now, if they were smart, you could have just, like, kind of weaseled your way in there and been yeah. in both lines. Right. Like, but, I mean, you didn't know Team Fun was coming up. Yeah. Po there's two people just stand in each line. Listen, this this is a time. If you're gonna, available right? first, then you go there. Flying <laughs> would have been smarter. Yeah, they would have been close enough to to be in the rules. Yeah, right. within the twenty feet. <laughs> this yes, and if there's time, there's certain times on the race when you have to be aggressive, and I think that getting tickets on the one or two times that you're ever going to get a chance to book your own tickets, this is the one time that you should be aggressive, even though not being aggressive somehow paid off for them coming up. Yeah. Nick yeah. and Dick. Okay, so Team Fun cuts him, gets in line, gets tickets. They're sitting there doing a dance, doing a dance. Everybody's watching, love Team Fun, having a great time. If that was me, it'd be, oh, Justin's rubbing <laughs> it in their face. But it's Team Fun. They're just dancing, having a good time. Oh, no. So Nick and Vic are alone. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they book standby tickets, which, as James L. said, super risky. 
But hey, when you're in last place, what else are you going to do? Take a big risk. And I mean, uh, yeah, they had nothing to lose there. Um, but it's just, it's so scary not knowing that like I have a confirmed flight. I can get there at this time. Because like yeah. you're waiting for that flight saying, I hope I get on. If I don't, then I have to restart this process all over. Yeah. And then hope that those tickets are still available for that next right. flight. Right. So this separates teams with three separate flights with uh, Nick and Vic being on the second flight all by themselves and uh, two teams up in the front of the pack. We got a, a survivor team hanging in there. Jody, was this one of your teams? Um, you, me, you, and Chris. And yeah. Is that you? Yeah, yeah. They, they are, actually. So Chris and Brett, of course, I'm rooting for them. And then Tyler and Corey. Those are my teams this season. Oh, wow. So your teams are doing really well this season. They're doing all right, yeah. Tyler and Corey. It's been fun. That's awesome. So do you just root for teams because you casted them, or do you watch <laughs> the season and then you, you let your teams develop, or are you just biased because those are like, those are my teams? I mean, I can't help but rooting for them because I know them better in, in a lot of cases, right? So, yeah. of course, I'm rooting for them because I found them from, like, baby stage, you know, when they first got started, and I got to know them and through – you go through a lot to get on one of these shows. You know, you go through a lot. Yeah, it's, so, a, good, um, it, it's a good personal relationship you develop with these teams. For sure. And so, of course, I root for them. And then there's others that I know pretty well, like, personally. I've just known them over the years. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I, I like to see them do well as, you know. It, it's harder – like, I don't really know Colin and Christy. Right. I have nothing invested in Colin and Christy. They're doing great, but I don't know them. <laughs> so I'm not, like, rooting for them because I just don't know them. That's fair. Well, that's fair. All right, so the teams are <laughs> separated, and the final teams are three hours behind the two front-running teams and the one team in the middle. Had It was about 30 minutes behind, right? Um the last flight. So there's a nice chunk of separation here where there's a race for first or a clear race for last. But as you never can predict the amazing race, some craziness happens. Uh, all right. So first is up. Serve me up. Serve drinks and pick up your gnome. I guess it's uh, nothing too fancy for this one. It wasn't uh, a detour or roadblock or anything. It was just a nice little route info, a way to get the roaming gnome in here. And if you're going to do a product placement, I'm all about bringing the roaming gnome. I think he's a cool cat. I'm just so jealous that we didn't get to do it on our season. Like, every time I see the roaming gnome, I love it. And I hate that I never got to, like, tote the little dude around for a ledge. <laughs> it is kind of fun. <laughs> uh, rub it in. Thanks. No. Your little buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so I like roaming gnome. Listen, if you're going to – they're a proud sponsor of the Amazing Race, probably the longest-running current sponsor that they have. So, listen, if we're going to show some love, I'm all about Travelocity. We love it. So – Product placement, all about it. Uh, the Mirren Cave Church thing, not sure that added anything too much to this episode unless they cut some things out. Uh, what did you think about that the monk thing going up the... I like just seeing extra spaces in a country, so I don't mind little things like that just to get a little more taste of the culture. Because I'm going to be honest, I don't know a lot about Croatia. So getting to see like the cool little beach, getting to see the little monk tower, like it's just cool stuff to see. And to be honest, I wasn't 100% sure where on the map Croatia was. And looking at it, it's in like a cool – it's like right across from Italy. It's on the water. It's like a beautiful location. Yeah, I've heard great things about Croatia. It's pretty high on my list of places to go, actually. And it's pretty cheap for Americans to travel there. Yeah. A good one. 
All right, so Croatia, looking forward to uh, uh, heading out to Croatia. Let's get to poetry in motion or washed up from the ocean. Learn a poem while you're on this crazy ride being pulled behind a, uh, a water vehicle of some sort. and Or you can just sit there and snorkel in the ocean and find five coins in a goblet. Seems pretty straightforward, but what did you guys think when you first saw this? Before watching what happened, what would you have chosen? I mean, mom and I are going to avoid any type of like poetry, rapping, memorization stuff, if at all <laughs> possible. Um, so we definitely would have done the snorkeling. That, in retrospect, would have been a mistake just because you saw how tough it was. Uh, but that's just the thing about the detours. It's like you did a little clip it of what each one is, and you really don't know which one's going to be like the better suited for you, which one would be easier. Um, so it's always kind of just a toss up. That's what we would have chosen. Yeah, I kind of feel like anytime you have the needle in a haystack kind of thing, you should avoid it. Yeah, because yeah. it's yeah. just you know, it's it's too much luck. That's kind of our like that's our default. But Christy doesn't do great with memorizing things, so I think there would have been some hesitancy on the poem one. Do you did they have to split the poem? Do you guys know? No. Oh, they didn't. So oh. If one person could have memorized it and done it, then that we wouldn't have done that. But yeah, like I think especially after getting to the snorkeling and seeing how kind of convoluted that was, and like Jody said, the needle in the haystack thing, you can be searching for stuff for ever. Right. So I looked at it and I I, didn't, I couldn't get a straight answer. And I, I'm I'm, so, I'm sorry that I didn't get a straight answer from somebody from the cast, but I didn't know if there was a penned out area or if you could look anywhere within that whole huge area to find it. But in my head, it's like, okay, there's a set area and if you have to hide stuff, they can't hide it but so many places and you got a metal detector. It didn't seem like it was that hard, but speaking to two separate teams that did it, uh, they said uh, both Colin and Christy, Tyler and Corey, it didn't show them looking a lot, but they were both there looking for at least a half hour, 45 minutes before they switched. Oh, and, wow. And Chris and Brett were there for at least two hours. Some some teams are saying two and a half, three hours looking for that in that oh, one little area. so brutal. I mean, I think yeah. it's telling if Colin and Christy leave something because, like, they're not the type of people that seems like they would quit something. Um, so it's telling if they quit. Yeah, and it's right in his strengths. He's a huge swimmer. He's an extreme guy. He's all about that type of stuff. He was looking forward to it, and that was me too. I was a lifeguard. Like we used to like hold our breath for two minutes. I'm like, yeah, go underwater, search around for two minutes. That's perfect. That's right up my alley. And after speaking with people, they were like, this one it seemed just like a pretty lopsided um, a detour. Um, it definitely seemed like the only way to finish this was to do the poems. Uh, did you think that there was anything that they could have done differently? Ooh. Maybe stitch to the poem detour once they switched. Because they, they, they switched to the poem, switched back, and switched to the poem and finally finished. Yeah, the switching like back and forth thing was like, it's the okay. worst call. Like, yeah. like you get one switch. Alone, like, exactly. You switch once and then you're yeah. stuck. You're locked, locked in. in. We're not moving mm -hmm. again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, th I think that's the one bad thing about having the detours right next to each other is that people attempted to switch and then switch back. Oh, it's right there. We could just go back and finish. It's just too no. tempting. Your brain is all the momentum you have on making like on memorizing the poem. We talked about this numerous times on the races yeah. recap. If you're taking notes before you go on the show, this is one of those notes. If you're going to switch, switch quickly, make a decisive move and move and switch and stay. That's it. 
That's that's the smart thing to do. Uh, Chris and Brett, I mean, it's almost like they U-turn themselves. <laughs> multiple times they just can't put in their name 90 percent of the other detour it's true it's so, so funny so colin and christy were smart giving away uh asking chris and brett for information how long you guys been here he said been here for two hours and as soon as he, they heard that they looked at each other and they were like let's switch which is smart getting information from another team which it wasn't smart I mean, on chris and brett did they even need to ask how long they'd been there? Like their flight landed three hours ahead of them. Like clearly it's been a while. You're right. So the team finally catches up from a flight three hours behind and you're still there at the detour. You know, there's got to do something. It's a tough situation to be in. And I couldn't, it's tough. I mean, what are you going to do at that point? And then you got Tyler who can't say, what do you say? Traviosity. <laughs> <laughs> Triviality. He was trying to. I was say. I was. I don't. What you're saying is right, but I couldn't think of the right word. I don't know if my auto. I don't know if my auto correct switched it to what he was trying to say. I was trying to spell it phonetically, but I think autocorrect switched it. So it took most teams four tries to get it there. And from what I was talking, from what I talked to people, it took about five minutes per ride. So the ride was a short five-minute ride, um, and there was a line for some people. For other people, they were just going back to back to back. Um, so it's take five minutes. Uh, Nick and Vic took seven tries. Chris and Brett finally got it in ten tries. Leo and Jamal, eleven tries. <laughs> here's the, here's what. Here's the thing I would have done. So if I was Leo in that situation, because Leo knew where the mistake was and Jamal kept happening, like. You're doing theatrics. Tell him, like, when I'm waving in front of your face, you need to really think hard about that one word you can't say. Like, there's ways to cheat the system. There are. Like, yeah. you can do that without, like, fully cheating. Right. Um, or if, if they – because I didn't know they could do this either until right. I saw Con and Christy. They were going back and forth the lines to be like, dude, I got that line. Don't worry about that line. Just keep your mouth <laughs> shut. I got it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, – a and. The thing about those is they're always both so sure that they're correct. And when they're even when they're both wrong, they were both wrong originally, and they were both sure they got it correct. And they get like that with each other. And that's a dynamic with them that always gets them coming up just a little short. And I think that they're just crumbling as a team. And this might be the same season that they finish fourth again for the third season in a row for them on the race. It's really looking like they're crumbling at the worst times. But they, they found a way to make it through. So they, they get through uh, a little before Chris and Brett, who wind up taking, I don't know, I've got, it's got to be at least four hours total to get through. Who's ready for their marching orders? This one, I loved uh, this as Love. a task on the uh, beautiful visuals. Uh, it's, it's, it, you're getting this, this like cave looking like castle thing, and you're inside this environment. You got the real soldiers there. I loved this as a task, a great memory challenge. Uh, what do you think about these type of tasks? I would have hoped that I picked that roadblock. <laughs> that would have been like right up my alley, and I loved it. And I love that there was like a challenging roadblock. I feel like a lot of the tasks this season have been like more physical. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was cool to see it. Um, also interesting to kind of see how different, some people work together. And then also, sorry, side note, when in the history of the universe has experience being a drum major served a human so well? I'm telling you, right? <laughs> but the thing is, 
the thing is they're like I, so i was drum major in auburn too and i got it like that like when he was talking about like you have to yeah. look at all the different parts i was like he's not wrong this is like meant right. to be but this is three roadblocks that are specifically <laughs> designed for like a drum like, major i was a drum major and like, the conspiracy theorists are out there like somebody's trying to get team fun to win this season uh, <laughs> well, we they have all that stuff written way before oh, they ever yeah, listen, yeah. we vigorously <laughs> defend the amazing race over any shows like we know how exactly yeah. how hard this would be to fake never mind getting it done right uh when you know exactly what's supposed to happen getting it done right is amazing never mind having to work things on the fly that would be just absolutely incredible <laughs> um, yes but team fun just another task that they just dominate um it's a beautiful visual task but the one thing i want to ask you about two teams are know that up front tyler and corey nick and vic in the front they're both in there yeah. at the same time they work together. Is there any yeah. way that you guys would work together when you're competing for first place? And you know no. that this is probably the last task. Not for first place. For second, 100%. Like, if I know that there's a team in front of us and we're two and three, by all means, let's get this done. Let's get to that match so we can survive. But, like, for first, mm -mm. Well, maybe totally if you thought sure that you could outrun the other team and you just wanted to make sure that you beat anybody behind you, like That's if you're like we can beat them no matter what as long as we end at the same time we will win that's and also fair it is a great. rational way of thinking i don't think i would have done it if, if it was only two teams in there because we were in that position in prague and i was like i well i also really wanted to win <laughs> <laughs> so then you're like no you're not gonna work with somebody <laughs> so maybe they knew they can outrun vic because they're one of tyler and corey's strengths this season has been running and you can see they're in excellent shape best shape i think of any team on the amazing race colin and christy are close but i think combined tyler and corey in the best shape uh, of, of a team in general um and it's showing because uh, they're doing hitting their stride at the exact time that they need to. Uh, so they work together for first place. They get it right. Uh, first, working together screws up Corey because he has it right. Nicole has it wrong. They switch. He switches his answer, and then they spiral and they they, they miss it like four more times in a row. Do you switch your answer and get the same answer together, or do you switch it? You both do something different, and one of you gets it right, and one of you gets it wrong. What's your strategy I mean, there? At that point, that, if you're working together, like you gotta stick together because it would trust yourself or trust her opinion. <laughs> well, the thing is, though, that was on like her half, wasn't it? So, like, if if she's telling me her half, this is the answer. I'm not gonna switch it against her. Let her get it right, and then go on, and I'm by myself. Well, I don't think they made the the line delineation at that point. At that time, yeah. Okay. But still, it's like you're are you trusting her opinion or you're trusting your own opinion? Well, I would think if you knew, then you're like, I'm going with this. You do that. Like if you knew, right? Yeah. But right. he obviously had doubts. Yeah. Because yeah. you're not going to put in the wrong answer just because you're in an alignment. Right. Very yeah. good point. But he had doubts. <laughs> yeah, we we always. I told Diana we're always going to play to win. If it's uh, that at that time, I think I would have tried to do something different, and I would have always believed in myself over somebody else's answer. Just in general, could be wrong, could be right, but that's the yeah. way I would have played it. Floyd crushed it. He obviously he was the best one at this challenge. Colin and Christy, another veteran team. That should know better. Forgetting the roaming gnome on the roaming gnome challenge. Rough. Yeah. 
That yeah. was right. What 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 did you guys have anything to remind you about things? Any way to remember? Like before you left, you did like a check. Is was there what? So mom and I had a I had a system with our fanny pads and like we did an extension before like mom and I made up a list of rules to follow and one of them was fanny pack with the extension of the roaming node in case I was ever there. It was always going to be attached to us if it and attached to me. If it couldn't be me, it would be attached to mom. If neither of us could do it, what we do is attach to the back pad and put a rubber band, like one of mom's bracelets on my wrist, because I'm not used to stuff on my wrist. So like we had like contingency upon contingency Woo! upon contingency wow. for that reason. Anything for you, Jody? No, we we just winged it. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was the early days. We winged it back then. Yeah, yeah. For the most part, like Christy had certain things she was responsible for. I had certain things I was responsible for. So you always knew, like for me, I like even to go to the gym. I'm like, I need five things to go to the gym. You know, because I get pissed off if I get there and I don't have my headset or I forgot my watch. <laughs> I'm like, five things. One, two. Okay, I can go to the gym. You know, but so like we had that. Like you have this many things. I have this many things. Make sure you have your things. That's Jen? it. Um. Nothing in particular for the roaming gnome, but other than like just not forgetting it, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but I had the fanny pack and I was in charge and like the passport thing, like I made Christy give it after every single use. Like I don't care if we were at the counter and then immediately going through security. It's like, okay, give it back to me, putting it back in the fanny pack. <laughs> you can have it back right in front of security, then give it back to me right before you get on the plane, then give it back. I was a little... Oh, Jen, you and I are kindred spirits. I was the same way with mom. <laughs> yep. Yes, James Earl was very, he was very particular about uh, fanny pack and money. He was good with the passports. He was really good. James Earl was a great racer. Got to give him a lot of props. So Colin and Christy forgot the roaming gnome, but they still found a way to go back. They saw that Chris and Brett were still there because their stuff was still there and knew that they, they had the, still had it and went back and they had no problems. I love the way this task end, rowing a dinghy to the pit stop. I wish it was a little bit longer, but I love those tasks when you get to see these little simple skills that you think, oh, it's rowing a boat. Then you get there, Tyler and Corey, it's a rowboat, and they're paddling like it's a canoe. <laughs> and then you got somebody who's actually rowing, but rowing forward with the pointy end of the boat going, <laughs> like, just, just simple physics should show, like, the pointy <laughs> end. And, like, <laughs> did yeah. you guys do any preparation for your seasons rowing or anything like that to, to, to prepare? I did not, but I think smart money is what Tyler and Corey did. Like, this is too much coordination. Like, you know, people like train and practice to do that. It's true. Team Extreme, I mean, this, I mean, you're an athlete. Would you have known or? We would have known for sure, 100%. Yeah. We would have known how to row it, and we would have known which direction it goes. But that said, Christy still opted for you know a makeshift sailing. Oh yeah, thing, you guys did have a boat because right? yeah. she managed to sail it in one direction, but then she paddled it when she needed to. Because at a certain point, it's like, yeah, there is a way to do it right. But if you don't know how to do it right, then do it faster. Doesn't matter. What do you think, Jody? I mean, we rode before we raced, <laughs> so yeah, we you're an athlete, fine. you're athletic. I think you guys would have been fun. Yeah. Kind of crushed it. Yeah. Rode a dinghy. Tyler and Corey, Nick and Vic in the row-off battle. Tyler and Corey seem to beat Nick and Vic, and uh, they now have the record for the most wins ever for a team on the Amazing Race, beating a team that's did it in one season um, with. Um, 
Rachel and Dave. Rachel and Dave having eight. They now have the nine in two seasons, and they have four in a row. If they win one more, they will have they will tie the green team's record for most consecutive wins in a season. This could be a huge record-setting season. What do you think about what Tyler and Corey are doing right now? I'm just happy to They're see them like it. back to the team I remember. Because like the, the yeah. start of this season, I don't know what it was. It just wasn't that same magic quite yet, but now it is. And they're back, and they're like hitting it hard. Totally. What do you think uh, they're doing right as a team, um, Jen? I mean, I think communication has been on point. They're like getting in flow with like the navigational elements. And then um, – I mean, I think you talked about it earlier, but just their general fitness. Like, I think other teams are starting to get worn down. And that's one of the subtleties of the race. It's like fitness is not just about like the task, but the overall endurance for the entire race and being able to like not get so fatigued during the legs allows you to maintain more like clarity and mental focus in in all the tasks. So I think you're starting to see some of that paying off. So Jody, okay. And I was about to say, like, piggyback on her, I think there's two types of fatigue, too. I think there's mental and there's physical. And I think they're handling both sides really well. Because you're seeing some other teams make mental mistakes, even though they're physically staying up. And people just forget there's, like, two roads for this, like, path. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a fatigue is – mental fatigue is something that you, you can't prepare for. It's hard that – that adrenaline is something you can't prepare for unless you're an athlete of the highest levels to get that adrenaline on that consistent basis and be able to work through that. Because that does something to you, not just physically, but mentally. As soon as that adrenaline rushes there, you can't think. It's like, ah, I just got to get things done. And I think that they're hitting their stride at the perfect time. And I'm, I'm worried. that they, I only got one damn record. Don't take it. All right. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> So they win another one at one shy, and then comes uh, the problem. Chris and Brett are first to the detours, and they're last to the pit stop, leaving uh, the Chris and Brett, I think, of the biggest surprise team of this season. Uh, Jody, you were there for the casting of Chris and Brett. What was the thought process behind Chris and Brett? Hey, did they, do you cast the teams thinking that everybody has a chance to win or just be like they're going to be great on the race no matter how long they last? Well, I mean, you want everyone to have a chance to win. You don't want ever to be a blowout because right. it's not any fun to watch a blowout. You know, you want all the teams to be like, they could win. They're great. You know, they're all, you also want great television. Do they have like really cool banter? I mean, they, I find them hilarious, right? Oh, hands I down. Yeah. I can't wait to watch them and the way they interact and how much fun they are. So, um, you know, so that was something that came up with, with Chris and Brent. I was so happy when they got on the cast because, I was just like, this is going to be, this is going to be a good time. They're fun to watch. And they're just, they're great human beings, like just in, I, in life. It was one of the biggest question marks when I first seen the initial casting. Like, how the hell of all the survivor teams they could have put together, how did these two end up on? But then we had the opportunity to talk to Brett and he's so, so engaging funny. and he's one of the funniest people that we've ever interviewed. And we've been doing this five seasons now. I mean, Dude is hilarious. He's a great cast, great person. I'd love to see him on the show, and I'm glad that he's a member of the, the family. It's a great find. Uh, is there any other uh, person that you think that uh, that 
Well, we'll get to that after. Well, let's finish this episode before we do that. So they went a trip to Mexico. Uh, everything's going great. Chris and Brett are finally going home, but I think they had a great race, and Chris, Brett finally carries Chris's bags, and they're excited <laughs> to get some beers. Uh, they head on out, and pretty much everything else in the middle kind of – Nothing really shakes up too much there. Leo uh, works with Christy, and they get it on their first try, and they kind of just finish in order. Last team standing, Nick and Vic, the last non-Amazing Race team in the race. No teams have won other than Amazing Race teams. The, what do you think about the Amazing Race team domination? Did you think it was ever going to be an opportunity for teams to catch up in this even out? I thought earlier on, like, Nick and Vic were on a pretty good – they had a good, I mean, they still are looking pretty good. I think if any team could squeak out a win, it would be them. But um, I think it's been even more dominant than I imagined it would. It's just hard, especially because this, the amazing race, I don't, I don't want to say it's harder per se, because each, each show is difficult in its own way, but it's so specific, right? So like on Survivor, you have the challenges and you can kind of gauge what the challenge is going to be like. And then it's voting. It's going down to your social right. game, how much you're hustling. With the race, you're just constantly getting hit by things that you don't even think of that I think racing once before gives you such a leg up. It really does. And anybody who thinks different, I mean, just look at the results of the season. and It's clear that it's tough to compete with the team that's been on there before. And that being said, there's some non-racing teams that are killing it. They are. Like, Nick and Vic yeah. have gotten, like, near the top how many times now? I think it's just – it's hard when you're – at such a step down from people that have done it before. Yeah, I mean, Nick and Vic have got three, four second-place finishes and a third-place finish. Uh, so, the, I mean, they're doing really well. Uh, they work well as a team together. They're starting to crumble a little bit here. And as you look ahead and look at the previews, they're coming up for the second time ever. We're going to have a third u-turn and they're going to be a this one's going to be a double u-turn so it's the first time ever there's going to be three double u-turns in a season so that's coming up next episode um random with five teams is terrifying by the way like we had a we had a u-turn board with five teams left and they told you at the start of the leg hey u-turns coming up terrifying right because there's only five teams there's only yeah. five people so like your chances of being up there is one in like one in five at minimum yeah and and Getting U-turned is scary, no matter even if it's a double U-turn. I wish they would just do more single U-turns, but double U-turns are scary because you, you just hit the wrong task. That just one task that's wrong for your team, and, and the game over. It's the wrong time to do it. Also, looking ahead, tandem bicycles seem to be a problem for everybody, and there's a throwback that's coming up for the third time ever. It's going to be on the third time the pole vaulting in the Netherlands. What do you think about third time uh, tasks? Well, they still look like they're struggling, and it's going to be like, like it's going to be hilarious. So <laughs> it's worth it. Yeah, yeah, I actually like this task. I don't mind it being a third time. Uh, Jody, what do you think about yeah. uh, tasks nowadays versus uh, tasks uh, back when you raced? Do you think the race has changed a lot? Or do you think it's just subtle changes? I feel like, I don't know. I mean, we did a lot of the same stuff. I mean, we, we bungee jumps, you know, and then we did things that were really kind of, or the helicopter, sorry, some kind of specific stuff to like Romania. There's a coffin and, you know, impaling frames. I mean, you kind of do whatever works with that area. I mean, I don't think they could ever 
do anything as funny as the cheese hill thing, but they did it twice. <laughs> right. Yeah, but I mean, and that just seems dangerous. That seems like that's oh, going to be tough to get insurance for. It was so dangerous. I don't think they had any idea how dangerous it was. But if you get hit by a fifty-pound round of cheese going downhill, oh, it it's takes not you out. Yeah, you're out of the race. Like you're done. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. scary. I was dragging it like my thighs, like my entire legs were black and blue because oh. I kept smacking my legs. Oh my god! And it was like stuff on them because they didn't think I should fly with that much blood right there. Oh my <laughs> so, god! Goodness. Yeah. Easy race is no lot. joke. All right. No. James Zero, seal clap. Who's getting it this episode? Oh, my seal clap is going to Floyd for absolutely crushing it and also for using his drum major skills. I love it. Just as I connect <laughs> at it with the personal level. I understand. Totally get it. Team Extreme. Who's getting that Extreme award? Uh, extreme Move is going to Nick and Vic for taking a big risk with their flight and totally having it pay off to go stand by yeah and i'm gonna do something uh team fun is gonna get my super fan award for playing Ooh. a little like a little against their character and just getting gangster about it and being like listen i don't care if she said it out loud i heard her but i'm still gonna go in front of her and she's not gonna do anything and that's the time if you're gonna be gangster the time for team fun to throw up their gangster sides <laughs> that's the time to do it and be tough you know so i'm giving it to uh team fun for but doing it at the right time, showing aggression when, when the time came. Like, with the last two teams, I'm not being last on that flight. Uh, Diana! She pays attention anymore. We have a baby now. She doesn't care about this. No, so uh, so I think that's that's pretty fair. Okay, so we'll get some uh, – we got a million and one questions for you, uh, Jody. Well, how's life been? How do, you, how do you like working behind the scenes of The Amazing Race? Uh, do you regret taking the job because you wanted a chance at All-Stars? No, I don't regret it at all. <laughs> uh, maybe I, I love the show and I loved racing. Um, for me personally, the partner choice was ideal and that would have been what I would have had to redo. So right. no, I don't regret it at all. Um, and you know, I, I've done Survivor, I've done Race. It's, been, it's amazing to see everything that goes beyond behind the scenes with these shows. Like they are incredible and the people that are working on them are incredible and the setup and all that's happening all over the world is kind of just, it's something to see. Like it, it's a great experience. So no, I'm, I love it. Um, I've been doing a little more on survivor lately. Um, yeah. so this is a cool show for me because back on race and I've got a survivor team and a race team and it's, you know, kind of fun, you know, that way. And I'm glad to see that, it, you know, it just keeps coming back. Um, and sometimes it's taken a little bit of a break, but I'm glad to see it's coming back. And you've done a bunch of different, a bunch of different things behind the scenes, not just casting, correct? Right. Yeah. So I did some cast handling, where, well, for race, I would go around and pick them up wherever they were eliminated in the world, and then take them to sequester. Just and so you know, Jody is like an angel, an angel, like presented to you when you're eliminated because it's such a rough moment, and it's like. The good thing is Jody had lived through that before. So just having her there and be like, I did it. Just like, give me a hug. It's going to be okay. You're going to make it through this. Here's some chocolate. Here's some food. <laughs> uh, like an absolute angel. Yeah. I remember you guys being eliminated. That was a tough one. Oh, like, I mean, it's, it's heartbreaking, you know, I mean, even, and when I watch it, 
at home still. Like I get emotional when people are eliminated, um, but like it's, it's even more there. Like when you're live and you're watching them come in and get eliminated, you know how bad that feels. And uh, you know, the circumstance is live. So you, I mean, I don't get emotional there because I know they need you to be tough, <laughs> you know, and, and be strong for them. But, but it's, it's hard to see. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a tough thing that I I bet man somebody's dreams are just crushed and you're like the first person they have to talk to, so some people are gonna be mad and upset or some people are gonna be sad or angry. it is a, I mean, yeah, it's it's a tough. Listen, I didn't get eliminated, but I know the same feeling of just losing, so it hurts. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's the same thing whether you lost in second place or you lost in fifth place. Either way, we lost. Ah, so it, it hurt. It hurts. Um. So you've done both casting. Uh, there's a million and one casting questions we can ask, and we could just do a whole episode. Maybe we'll do that later at another time, a whole episode about casting for this. But uh, is there anybody that you've met that you instantly knew, one like, this person is a star or this person was meant to be on television? Uh, is there anybody that you've just knew from first glance? I mean, you know a lot of the time. We know, we know really? a lot of the time. Just from yeah. first glance? Just from, well, you, you hear that they have to have the right banter. Like with race, it's about banter. It's about the interaction. It's about the levels of both people just being like working together. Like they bounce, you know, um, except for the ones where they were set up. That that one is a little bit different. But um, mm -hmm. but you just kind of see it and you're just kind of like, they're going to be great. They're just going to be great. Like it, there is an it factor when it comes to casting. You see it or you don't see it. And that's the thing is people like, I want it so bad. I know you want it bad. I get that you want it bad, but we don't put people on the show just because they want it really bad or just because they're really big fans. Right. Like you have to actually be good TV. Yeah, and yeah. people, I, and then uh, there's a lot of going back and forth. Oh, we want regular people, but in the end, at the end of the day, it's a casting process. Regular people get cut because there's people who stand out in front of regular people. If you're just looking for regular people or whatever people <laughs> define as that, you have to be special yeah. to get on a show like this because you're trying to do something that millions of people around the world want to do. And if you're trying to do something that millions of people want to do, only the special people are going to get a chance to do that. So something <laughs> has got to be special or different about you. Um, exactly. Season, uh, okay, somebody's asking in the chat, uh, to celebrate 20 years, if we make it to 2021, do you think there's anything special, any kind of season you would like to see The Amazing Race do? Any sort of twist or theme? I mean, you've been around a bunch of seasons. I'm sure you've heard a lot of different people talking about a lot of different things. What about, what do you got? I mean... Ooh, I have to be careful on that because <laughs> some of these might happen. <laughs> yeah, and that's all top secret stuff. Like anything that comes from creative. I don't want to get anybody in trouble, but I mean, it'd be awesome if it's going to leak this. This would be the show to leak. <laughs> but <laughs> I, no, I, the last thing I want to do is get anybody in trouble because I appreciate you guys coming on the show. Um, so this, is, so you've been around talks about other themes that potentially could happen. I mean, there's always different themes being tossed around, whether it's for Survivor or Amazing Race, there's always themes, right, that get tossed around. Yes. I, mean, I, I personally just kind of like, for race, I like normal. You <laughs> like, like no I, returning I, teams, regular teams coming back. I do. Um, I, I, this season, I surprisingly like. Um, I'm not, I don't usually love returning. Right. Right. Um, but I do really like this because I like the twist on it being Big Brother Survivor race. I think people have wanted to see it for a long time. 
I think it's kind of validation too, like for different people. Like the show is like Survivor is harder for some people. A race is definitely harder for other people. Um, they're different. They're whole. Uh, like I cast for Survivor. I love it. I would never want to be on it. <laughs> I was saying, neither are easy. That's the thing. Like, it's hard. To, you're just comparing like okay. two super tough things. And it depends on what you like and what's like. I didn't want to go beyond TV. I wanted to race around the world. I like to travel. I like the experience. I like the, that excitement. Um, I don't want to sleep on bamboo and not take a shower and, <laughs> you know, not or have toilet paper. Like, I don't, that's not fun for me personally. <laughs> <laughs> love it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so okay, so we can't let anything out of the bag. Uh, so I'll, I'll say, James Earl, Jen, is there anything particular type of uh, theme you would like to see? Ooh, the thing that I think would always be cool, and it would be tough because the, I don't think the racers want to do it. If you put like a fan with a favorite and like made a new amazing race team, so like Justin's racing with a brand new person, um, right? I think that'd be tough because I think the original racers, like if you're coming back, most people don't want to leave their original partner. So I think that'd be the tough part of that. Right. Um, but that'd be something cool. That would ben? be kind of cool. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I kind of agree with Jody, but I like when it's just general and kind of a mix of different people. Um, and although I would like to be a returnee <laughs> someday. Uh, <laughs> Um, I do like, I like the dynamic of people having to figure out the race and like go yeah. through the learning curve. Cause it's definitely different in all stars when people have already experienced it and kind of have that learning curve under their belt, then it's more like tactical in determining who's gonna yeah. do well. So my two themes are a legit like celebrity season where we have all the big stars who are obviously fans of the show. You know, we've heard Neil Patrick Harris and Sean Hayes and we've seen James Corden. I mean, like all these people who, you know, are fans of the race. If they could do, I mean, they take two, three weeks off to do the amazing race. I think a legit celeb, not like bootleg celebs, like Snooki and like Jay Wow running like legit celeb edition. I think would be awesome. Um, Can they do that and donate the prize money? Yes, absolutely. You get like Will Smith and his son yeah. or going and trying to win it for a family <laughs> in need, you know, something like that. Some people like that would be awesome. Uh, I think a legit celebrity season, I think would really help uh, the amazing race and bring some more fans, different type, types of fans to the amazing race. Also, you say help. it doesn't need help right now. Have you seen the ratings this season? Cha -ching. The ratings have been great. I mean, uh, you give it a good time slot and see what happens. Oh, great. Finally get a good time slot and you get good ratings. How are people feeling about the ratings back at, uh, at, at camp there, Jody? I think the ratings have been great. And I, I was keeping an eye on them as well because, um, you know, we have another one that's ready to go. And yeah. I wanted this one to be great so that the other one gets shown. Like I have, I'm excited about that one too, right? So yeah. I do like to see the time slot. I do think it exposed so many more people to the race by having Survivor and Big Brother people. And I think people are invested, just like I'm invested in people that I cast. Mm -hmm. If you're a Big Brother fan, you're invested in those Big Brother people, whether Absolutely. you never watched race. So it does bring in a new element, and maybe that helps overall. No, it it's also great. seemed like they have been pushing a lot harder on social. Is that something you can speak to, Jody? Like 
internally is was that like an a proactive thing that they were thinking about for this season well i mean just like with the social media season these days social media is kind of where it's at you know like that's how everybody is informed that's where everybody is especially in a generation that hasn't always watched race so the more if i mean the more you can get people to promote and like you know maybe they forget maybe they don't know when it's on whatever the more you can promote and like let people know it's out there the more likely they are to watch and then the more likely they are to get hooked on it so um yeah i mean it's great show you just have to start seeing it right? yeah 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 absolutely do you know anything about this new show where journey to the center of the universe or the center of the earth or where we're digging to the center of the earth to find the core i don't know the four <laughs> teams four teams competing for a million dollars do you know anything about this new show you know i don't i i mm. heard that Hmm, no. I mean, I know there's some other shows coming back that are like adventure race, you know, like an actual adventure race. That's coming oh, back. But I thought I it was know. from Bertram. I thought it was World Race Productions doing it, saying that they yeah, were... I know Bertram has this new show, but I just don't oh, know that much of it. Gotcha. Like I, I really, yeah. So you keep separate should, teams. I should probably research that a bit. <laughs> That's okay. No. Um, yeah, and the, the other theme for a... A season that I would do if we were going to end it, if we knew it was going to be the last season of Amazing Race, is to bring back all of the best teams to ever run the race, have all the best of the best to run, whether they won, lost, whatever, uh, and have them all run for $2 million and just end it to see who the best of the best would be. Yeah. I don't How even do think you have to spend $2 million because you know they're going to do it for one. Oh, yeah. yeah. They would do it, <laughs> but, but it's <laughs> – it's the selling point. You're competing for $2 million. Let's be honest. Money. They would do it for 100K. A lot of people would just raise it in for 100K. Yeah. I mean, legit. Like, if you could, if you could pay my uh, Citibank card off, I'm, I'm running again. Let's go. <laughs> no, I'm saying the, the, the grand prize. Like, grand prize yeah. is 100K. I'm still there. That's what I mean. Just pay my city card. Pay, pay for my – yeah, let's go. No. The um, problem is – people at the bottom you know the ones that are getting out at the end it's you know it's a lot of time off work for yeah the race is not is not like the other shows like second place gets the same as like eighth place on survivor so it's yeah. it's, it's a big difference same thing um but yeah it's been awesome you guys have any questions that you'd like to get out i'm going to check the chat room again before we do our final goodbyes uh, this is more just a personal thing. So you're you're completely off the uh, like test handling. You're just on the complete uh, casting side, Jody. Yeah. So there was a lot of overlap, like mm -hmm. a lot of overlap with race and Survivor and everything else. And then you know you have different teams doing different things. But yeah. So pretty much. Um, and then then race had a break. You know, a right. pretty big break. So then I was on Survivor, and I, I don't know. They just didn't kind of work. And I love we'll it. See what happens. I'm happy for you. Was casting something that you were doing prior to your race? time? Yeah. No. So I was on Amazing Race, and then when it was our finale, Lynn Spillman reached out to me and said, hey, would you like to cast for me? And I'm like, sure, what's that? <laughs> cool. For like two weeks, can you find me this and this and this? And I'm like, okay. And so, like, I just sent her people, and she's like, these are really great people. Like, where'd you find them? And I'm like, oh, well, that guy was at the gym. And this one was on the plane. And like, this is a personal friend, you know. And then she's like, do you want to keep doing it? And it just kind of went from like two weeks to part time to full time to both shows to traveling, you know, to cast coordination to all the, you know, this other stuff. And so, yeah, it's been a pretty great career that I didn't 
ever even know about. I know that they say casting directors are like parents and it's hard to pick your favorite children, but do you have any favorite children who you've casted? <laughs> well, favorite, I, yeah. favorite teams or players or people that you've cast? I mean, of course I do. I mean, I've, you know, there's a, there's a couple. I mean, I'd have to say, I mean, first of all, I'd say hey, Hayden Moss because he was the very first person I ever cast. That was your mm -hmm. first cast, Hayden Moss? He was the first one to get on television, right? Wow, so, that's awesome. My brother. Like, I mean, they're his family, like their family. And so, um, yeah, it was like first, and he's such a great human being. So it, I got very lucky to be like one of my first people was, you know, Hayden. And then, yeah, then he goes on and wins Big Brother and then he ends up on Survivor. So it was a pretty good start. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I see that you, you hang out with some of the people locally. You guys meet up. The Amazing Race, Survivor, the big family behind the scenes it seems like uh everybody really takes care of each other on these shows and uh it's good to see and it shows like i think on the air that these big family kind of atmospheres not no drama you don't really hear too much drama behind the scenes no not too much i mean there's some really good people here in la there's a you know a pretty good core group and you know when there's a premiere or finale and you know there's a lot of things happening here everybody kind of gets together and does it and then you know we'll go to the beach and play volleyball and you know just yeah. Can you put your abs away for a little bit? Damn. I feel like <laughs> stop. Oh, okay. Thanks. You, a lot of a lot of good volleyball. I like it. Yes. So volleyball. We need to all get into some volleyball. So what um what do you know about uh, future seasons of the Amazing Race that you could tell us? Um, I've heard that it will start casting in September. Oh, for another season. That's what I've heard. That's a rumor mill. Fingers crossed, right? Okay, and so we all know there's one in the can already, and we're mm -hmm. waiting for that. So that's a good sign. And that's predominantly just regular people. There's no returning teams. Uh, there may be one or two people who might be semi-famous, but it's predominantly regular people, right? No returners from what I know. That hasn't been released. Okay, hasn't been Okay, sorry, sorry. I don't want to get you in any trouble. <laughs> right, right. Because I know a lot of people like we just want some regular non-returning people. From what I know, I don't think there's anybody returning. There's one or two semi-famous people that are on there, but uh, the ones that are semi-famous are huge, amazing race fans. Um, but we won't talk about that. Okay. I know it's online, but I, it hasn't been confirmed by CBS. So. No, no, I don't want to obviously get nobody in trouble. James Earl, do you got any averages for us before we head on out? Uh, oh, who, yeah. who are yeah. we looking out for here? The teams? Oh, yeah, season. let me pull them up. Wasn't prepared. They're pulling up right now. Loading, no problem. Loading, loading. I, know, I know Tyler yeah. and Corey have now set the record. They are hot. Uh, they should be the favorites right now. Going yeah, into yeah. The final three they legs. still don't have the highest average, so I have really? them ready. Yeah. The cool thing I'd like to point out, too, is up to this point, literally the person with the next lowest average is the next team out. And that's been this entire season so far. Oh, wow. So I'm just, I'm just going to start with Chris and Brett and go up from there. Chris and Brett had an average of 5.22. Leo and Jamal is 4.89. They're and, next? They're next. Based off what the pattern has been, Leo and Jamal's next. So they're going to be fifth, not fourth. Mm. Um, Becca and Floyd is 3.89. Nick and Vic are 3.78. Tyler and Corey's at three. These last, like, what, four first-place finishes have really helped them. Mm -hmm. And then Colin and Christy still holding the lead at 2.67. They are absolutely destroying the season. Without the dominating the victories, they're still maintaining that never finishing below fourth place ever. Even in their past seasons, I don't think they finished below fourth place ever. 
Oh, I don't know about that. I think I thought there was one where they had less than four, but this season has definitely not been lower than four. Yeah. They had two okay. legs in season five where they finished below fourth. Thank you very the much. first few legs. Appreciate it. Just happened right. to have that up. <laughs> no, I, I love that. that I, I'm glad that, that I have a knowledgeable team around me and uh, the best viewers who always correct me in the chat room within seconds. There's encyclopedias in our chat room. People who, <laughs> like, they know. The, there's so many records that are possibly going to be set this season on The Amazing Race. This could be the, uh, not exaggerating, the most record-setting season ever on The Amazing Race. We have another. The Afghanimals could break. Brenchel's record for the most uh, at legs ever run. Afghanimals could win that. Um, Tyler and Corey could have the most consecutive legs won. If they win one more leg, they'll have the record for most consecutive legs won, as well as most legs, overall legs won. And um, who else am I missing? What other records could there be? Uh, Colin and Christy, uh, I think the most consecutive legs run without finishing in fourth place, but somebody wrote that. I don't know if that's even a real record without finishing below fourth. Um, but, okay, okay, anyway. So uh, what else? Anything else? <laughs> yeah. There's a lot There's a lot of uh, records that could be potentially uh, won. I get a lot of people tweeting me. I'm just trying to get through the tweets as fast as I can. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. If there's no, no U-turns, okay, U-turns coming up. Who's getting U-turned? Oof. Colin and Christy and Tyler and Corey. <laughs> that's who it should be. If you're playing a smart race, that's who it will be. Yeah. I mean, how do you know? They're not going to be in the back, though. To yeah. <laughs> Whoever's in the back probably should get, will get you turned. I was like, whoever the first Nick one. And Vic. I, I bet realistically playing, it's going to be Nick and Vic and Team Fun, right? Yeah. no one's going to U-turn the Afghan animals at this point. Like, the Afghan right. animals have been limping along. And as right. a team that limped along, I can say that. Um, but yeah. it'll be Team Fun and Nick and Vic, realistically. Yeah. yeah, I think it's time for the Afghan animals to go. I think they're done. I think the F – but I'm going to – just because I, I want them to finish fourth again for some reason – I'm going to say Nick and Vic are leaving this this week, and then next week it's going to be the Afghanimals going home. And that, that, that's, that's my prediction. But we'll, we'll see how it goes. And I think there's going to be a double U-turn. I think the first team there, whether it's Tyler and Corey or Colin and Christie, is going to U-turn the other one. And then that team, whoever they U-turn is going home. I don't know. No? I don't, I don't know if Tyler and Corey will, will U-turn them, but they might. Really? They might. But if they're in they first, U-turn? I think if they come in first, they might not use it. I must say, Tyler and Corey seem like the group that's not threatened because we forget too, and they talked about this. They've had that one, uh, I forget it, the double roadblock, the extreme roadblock. They've had that in their pocket all season. They have never felt threatened enough to give that away. Well, I don't know who won that. We, I never, I never talked about it. But so I guess you could tell. So, did, so I just, did, I, did I just no, no. release that one? We've, we've, already, <laughs> we've already gotten past the part that it was going to be used on the first episode. There was a uh, something that was given away that was never shown on the season, and it was never shown because the team that won it never used it, and we never talked about it because everybody knew the team that won it didn't use it past leg eight. So I didn't want to, you know. I did. I'm just making my point that those two are not threatened at all. So right Tyler now. and Corey found it and never used it. Correct. That's crazy. That's the way to do it, though. 
That was that was Diana. Diana, I wanted to stir up trouble on our season, and you turn all sorts of things. Diana was the one that convinced me to be like, listen, let's just play to win. We, if if you're scared of a team, you turn them. If we're trying to help somebody, you turn them. But other than that, there's no reason to turn. But I wanted to stir shit up on every board. That she just wouldn't let me. <laughs> but what was your U-turn strategies going in? And then we'll get out of here. I think when you're in first, like there's no reason to make enemies necessarily. Because you know that two or three, somebody's going to have to do it, and then you're not the bad guy. Like, it's still going to happen. But okay. you don't have to do it. Do you guys have U-turn strategies, Jen? That was the same as ours. Whether that will remain the case if we were to go back on the show, I don't know. Especially I mean, now that gotta, they, they ditched the rule, there's, you can there's use no, U-turn as many times as you want. Right. And, like, I don't know. Like, it is just a game. So, like, why do you need to worry about making enemies? Yes, I love this new gen. Look at I the new gen 2.0. <laughs> but, but when you've gone together and worked together against you, then it kind of screws you. you know? Yeah. Yes, because I can say, in theory, why would you need to worry about making enemies? But because I'm like, well, there's no reason to be mad about being U-turned because it's part of a game. But people aren't necessarily rational. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I mean, Riley's probably we wouldn't use it if we didn't need to use it. But mm. I don't know. I'd push Christy to think a little harder about it. If I James. found ourselves like having an opportunity to U-turn a strong team that's usually not behind, mm -hmm. I probably would if I were to go back Ooh. on the show because I think you got to just take you got to take the shot when you have it. James, oh, what is your strategy going on here? So with the new rules in the race, I don't know why you don't U-turn. If, if, if you can U-turn, U-turn, especially because you can use it multiple times. When we first race, you can only do it once. Mm -hmm. So like when we're in Africa, mom and I said, like, we need to save this in case we need it. So we didn't. Right. Um, I think it's a different mindset of if you can just keep on using it. Yeah, I think that changes the game, too. I mean, you can have some fun and mess with some teams, too. I mean, <laughs> if we could have used yeah, good. I was gonna say the only thing is is like with everybody being on the same flights now, like <laughs> if you just on and they're not out, then the next like you're kind of all starting over again, right? That if, is a U-turn rule. Don't U-turn a team unless you know they're gonna get eliminated. If you're gonna just like if you can gain a lot of space on them, then it's worth doing, even if they're like right be you know, if they're right behind you, right. especially even if you know. But right. you can't really a lot of space because you start over yeah that's fair fair point it's gonna be interesting um one other thing that i thought was gonna happen that obviously is not from the, the looking at the seasons of survivor i thought that when they did amazing race versus big brother versus survivor on amazing race that they were going to carry it over to the other two shows and have it like on big brother amazing race versus big brother versus survivor mm -hmm. and on survivor three tribes i thought that was going to carry over and i was like what synergy and casting that would be bring all three shows together all three fan bases together uh, but didn't pan out that would be cool yeah yeah it, it would be cool i mean it'd be kind of like can we beat you at our show and your show but yes you know they're all all different people yeah, like, absolutely. It, it, they're whole different teams making those decisions on every show. Yeah, absolutely. It's just a dream. We can have dreams. <laughs> Jody, you're amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. Maybe we'll have you on and do a full casting uh, preview when uh, they call for 33 and then they start casting for 33. We'll have you on. 
get give people right. t- tips and suggestions on the things that they could do to get your attention instead of silly skits and stuff like that like that a lot of people try to come up with uh, yeah. so we appreciate you and then time we know time is the most valuable thing that you have so thank you so much for sharing with us guys in the chat room like thumbs up share subscribe we appreciate you thank you have a good day all right thanks bye. for having me bye, bye. 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 bye.